Welcome back, everybody. Yes. Everybody. Everybody. This is everybody. Chip and Eric reading through the Bible to semi-ordinary pastors. Eating some extraordinary cake. Yes. Jackie's Woo! birthday cake. The yes. prayer group Happy is birthday, uh, Jackie. around here. And this is Gloria. She brought our cake. Thank you, Gloria. Say hi to our audience. Hey, everybody. Give me five. Oh, Happy Bible reading nope. today. Yeah, yes. Gloria is actually a big fan of the show. Absolutely. You know what would be really sweet? What? Gloria, can you say hi to yourself? Hi, Gloria. What? Wow. That's going to be a great well, day for you. Yeah, that's going to be a great day for you on uh, day 253, what? September 10th. It's going to be wonderful. Yes. I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> Thanks, Gloria, for the cake. Goodbye, everyone. All right. Okay. All right, Eric, that was fun. I know. I just never know who's going to pop in you and chip and Eric read through the Bible. With cake. I was asking for uh, Hershey Kisses yesterday, but someone brought us a cake. <laughs> so, yeah, why not? That's a great idea. We like cakes, too. That's a really good cake, Eric too. Eric likes when I ask for stuff from people. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love taking things. Yeah. I anyway. Okay, we got to get to it, Eric. We do. We really do. I'm sorry, Chip. I didn't mean to go on so long. That's okay. Yeah. Ezekiel chapter 42 and 43. That's where we're going today. Going to be kind of a quick reading, I think. So let's talk about it. We are finishing uh, this section in Ezekiel, well, we're continuing the section in Ezekiel about the new temple. And, uh, yeah. So this is <laughs> Ezekiel 42. I don't know That's what it. else to say about that. That's what's going on in Ezekiel right okay. now. Okay. Rooms for the priests. Mm. Then the man led me out of the temple courtyard, courtyard by way of the north gateway. We entered the outer courtyard and came to a group of rooms against the north wall of the inner courtyard. This structure, whose entrance was open towards the north, was 175 feet long and 87 and a half feet wide. One block of rooms overlooked the 35-foot width of the inner courtyard. Another block of rooms looked out onto the pavement of the outer courtyard. The two blocks were built three levels high and stood across from each other. Between the two blocks of rooms ran a walkway 17 and a half feet wide. It extended the entire 175 feet of the complex and all the doors faced north. Each of the two upper levels of rooms was narrower than the one beneath it because the upper levels had to allow space for walkways in front of them. Since there were three levels and they did not have supporting columns as in the courtyards, each of the upper levels was set back from the level beneath it. There was an outer wall that separated the rooms from the outer courtyard. It was 87 and a half feet long. This wall added length to the outer block of rooms which extended for only 87 and a half feet, while the inner block, the rooms toward the temple, extended for 175 feet. There was an eastern entrance from the outer courtyard to these rooms. Man, Eric, that was a long reading. That was only nine verses. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll continue on. Verse 10. <laughs> on the south side of the temple. South side. South side. South side of the temple, there were two blocks of rooms just south of the inner courtyard between the temple and the other outer courtyard. These rooms were arranged just like the rooms on the north. There was a walkway between, between the two blocks of rooms just like the complex on the north side of the temple. This complex of rooms was the same length and width as the other one, and it had the same entrances and doors. The dimensions of each were identical, so there was an entrance in the wall facing the doors of the inner block of the rooms, and another on the east at the end of the interior walkway. Then the man told me these rooms that overlook the temple from the north and south are holy. Here the priests who offer sacrifices to the Lord will eat the most holy offerings, and because these rooms are holy, they will be used to store the sacred offerings, the grain offerings, sin offerings, and guilt offerings. When the priests leave the sanctuary, they must not go directly to the outer courtyard. They must first take off the clothes they wore 
are while ministering because these clothes are holy. They must put on other clothes before entering the parts of the building complex open to the public. When the man had finished measuring the inside of the temple area, he led me out through the east gateway to measure the entire perimeter. He measured the east side with his measuring rod. It was 875 feet long. Then he measured the north side, and it was 875 feet. The south side was also, guess what, 875 feet. Hmm. And the west side was also, dun da da 875 feet. So, with all that said, the area was 875 feet on each side with a wall all around it to separate what was holy from what was common. Ezekiel chapter 43, the Lord's glory returns. After this, the man brought me back around to the east gateway. Suddenly, the glory of the God of Israel appeared from the east. The sound of his coming was like the roar of rushing waters, and the whole landscape shone with his glory. This vision was just like the others I had seen, first by the Kibar River, and then when he came to destroy Jerusalem. I fell face down on the ground, and the glory of the Lord came into the temple through the east gateway. Then the Spirit took me up and brought me into the inner courtyard, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And I heard someone speaking to me from within the temple, while the man who had been measuring stood beside me. The Lord said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place where I'll rest my feet. I will live here forever among the people of Israel. They and their kings will not defile my holy name, and any longer by their adulterous worship of other gods or by honoring the relics of their kings who have died. They put their idol altars right next to mine with only a wall between them and me. They defiled my holy name by such detestable sin, so I consumed them in my anger. Now let them stop worshiping other gods and honoring the relics of their kings, and I will live among them forever. Son of man, describe to the people of Israel the temple I have shown you, so they will be ashamed of all their sins. Let them study its plan, and they will be ashamed of what they have done. Describe to them all the specifications of the temple, including its entrances and exits and everything else about it. Tell them about its decrees and laws. Write down all these specifications and decrees as they watch, so they will be sure to remember and follow them. And this is the basic law of the temple absolute holiness the entire top of the mountain where the temple is built is holy yes this is the basic law of the temple the altar these are the measurements of the altar there is a gutter all around the altar 21 inches deep and 21 inches wide with a curb nine inches wide around its edge and this is the height of the altar from the gutter the altar rises three and a half feet to lower ledge that surrounds the altar and is 21 inches wide from the lower ledge of the altar rises seven feet to the upper ledge that is also 21 inches wide. The top of the altar, the hearth, rises another seven feet higher with a horn rising up from each of the four corners. The top of the altar is square measuring 21 feet by 21 feet. The upper ledge also forms a square measuring 24 and a half feet by 24 and a half feet with a 21 inch gutter and a 10 and a half inch curb all around the edge. There are steps going up the east side of the altar. <coughs> Then he said to me, Son of man, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. These will be the regulations for the burning of offerings and the sprinkling of blood when the altar is built. At that time, the Levitical priests of the family of Zadok, who minister before me, are to be given a young bull for a sin offering, says the Sovereign Lord. You will take some of its blood and smear it on the four horns of the altar, the four corners of the upper ledge, and the curb that runs around that ledge. This will cleanse and make atonement for the altar. Then take the young bull for the sin offering and burn it at the appointed place outside the temple area. On the second day, sacrifice the sin offering, a young male goat that has no physical defects. Then cleanse and make atonement for the altar again, just as you did with the young bull. 
When you have finished the cleansing ceremony, offer another young bull that has no defects and a perfect ram from the flock. You are to present them to the Lord, and the priests are to sprinkle salt on them and offer them as a burnt offering to the Lord. Every day for seven days, a male goat, a young bull, and a ram from the flock will be sacrificed as a sin offering. None of these animals may have physical defects of any kind. Do this each day for seven days to cleanse and make atonement for the altar, thus setting it apart for holy use. On the eighth day on each, and on each day afterward, the priest will sacrifice on the altar the burnt offerings and peace offerings of the people. Then I will accept you. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. All right. Okay. That's a good reading. It's our reading today, day 253. 253. So here's our two questions. The first one being, so what? And the second one being, where's Jesus? So, Chip, so what? So, yeah, a lot of kind of like yesterday in terms of just specifications and guidelines. But I think, you know, what was impressive to me today is just the the uh, um, the precision of the temple and where they would that's where they met God mm-hmm. you know they connected with God and experienced God and worship God so it had to be that way you know um, it had to be a, a very holy place and you know we read here that that's the basic law of the temple it's absolute holiness mm-hmm. and because the, the most holy one, is there that's god and it says in scripture that we are to be holy for god is holy and what's interesting is that you know that was a big deal going to the temple and had to be cleansed and all these laws and Mm -hmm. things because that's where you met god and you think like okay a lot of people kind of equate the temple to church today Mm -hmm. and that is not the case correct uh actually there's a lot more on the line because we become the temple Mm -hmm. of God because God the Holy Spirit resides in us the moment we believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior who died for our sins. God the Holy Spirit resides in us. We become the temple of God. And so here's the thing. Wherever we go, like God is there. He's there Mm -hmm. anyway. He's all present, but he's with us and we, our body is the temple. And so there's a lot more on the line. It's not like, you know, you, you go to the church. So a lot of people, you know, they put on their Sunday best and they expect, you know, that's good. And then during the week, they they live like they have no idea who God is or what church is about. And yet the stakes are even higher today for us. So um, takeaway is this, simply the idea of the New Testament, the New Covenant, is to be holy for God is holy. And that's our lifestyle. We're to be separate from the world live like we're separate from the world and to worship God every day in every way because we, you know, have him with us. We are the temple of God. And, and so there's a lot more on the line. So be aware. Yeah. And that's the word. Where's Jesus too. I was going to say is that that step up from, you know, going to a temple to being the temple that carries God with us. And um, yeah, so that's actually the where's Jesus too. But I want to, I want to add in. Go ahead. So you kind of went into a where's Jesus. I want to go into a little bit of a a related so what. Ezekiel's or God's reason for Ezekiel communicating these plans is fascinating to me. Okay. So I thought that, well, I would think that if God gives blueprints, like when he did for the tabernacle or for the temple before, he gave those plans. Why? So they would know how to build it, right? Now he's giving these plans for this reason. Um, Son of man, describe to the people of Israel the temple I have showed you. 
not so they know how to build it, yeah. but so they will be ashamed of all their sins. Hmm. It's so different. The hmm. reason is so different. And I think, you know, if we carry that forward into a New Testament context as us, as the temple, I think when we really start to appreciate us as a temple for God to live within, to to reside in and be carried into this world in and worshiped in, I think when we start to appreciate the plan of God that we're the temple through Christ, then I think we should be ashamed of our sins. And I think those things that are detestable to God should become detestable to us. Yeah. So that's just, uh, you know, I think the so what and where's Jesus kind of swirl around each other today. Yeah, they do. In light of the new covenant that God has made with us, a new covenant that doesn't need a building but instead uses his church. So okay, there you go. Good stuff, Eric. That's great. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, guys. Well, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Yep. We're going to eat this cake. Yes. And uh, you can eat some cake, too. You can. Yeah. Go ahead. Go get some cake. Make some go cake ahead. right now. Yeah, go make a cake. Yeah. Right now. Please, and but, save some but for chip, us. Because Eric loves Eric, that. But Chip and Eric, it's, it's 11 o'clock at night. I don't care if it's 11 o'clock at night. We don't care if it's 11 o'clock at night. Make a cake at 11 o'clock at night. But Chip and Eric, I have to go to work. You don't have PTO? All of a sudden, you don't have PTO? Oh, yeah? Yeah, take the time off. Go make a cake. PTO. Yeah. PTO. That's it. All right. All right. Bye.